It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hi, let me ask you a question. As I do, I like to ask questions. Questions are good. But what are you directing your life towards? Or maybe a better way of putting that is, what do you want to be in life? What do you want to get out of life? What is life for you? Is it just something that just happens daily? Or have you got a desire to have a happier life, a fuller life, a more complete life, a successful life? What are you aiming for? What is your direction? And here's probably another question then. If that is your direction, then what would stop you from achieving that? It's a good question to ask, and it's something that I think we need to constantly ask. Last week, Mark introduced us to a series called True North, and he explained to us the difference between Magnetic North and true north and and how the further you travel, the greater the distance if you're off just a little bit in life. And you can listen to Mark's message, great message, and hear more about that. But I want to take a little bit further because as a young fella, I was actually in the boys' brigade. A little bit like the scouts, but it was from the church. And in the boys' brigade, we went hiking. Now, hiking is different than going for a walk, right? Go for a walk, you do that to get fit. Hiking, you do that to get lost. So we went hiking. And when you go hiking, they taught you how to navigate. So you would get a map. Now, for those who have already been identified as under 50, it's a big paper map, right? It's like lots of drawings all over it. And you would get this massive map. And on that map, you would then take the, as was described last week, the compass. And you'd get this compass, a mechanical compass. We had a plastic one that had a little twisty on the top. And you would get your compass and you would get the little, find where True North was on the map. You would get your compass lined up with True North. You would draw a line from where you are and where you want to be. And then you would turn the plastic till the other little arrow points the way on the map into which you were going. And once you got it set, you would stand up, you would hold your compass till you got your north, and then you would see where this new direction is pointing you. You would then find a place on the horizon or somewhere a little bit distant, and you would say, that's our marker, and that's what we're going to walk to. And you would set your direction. Well, that's good. And as you're young and you are busy with other things in life, so you set your direction, you look at your marker, and then you start walking, but you start talking and you have your head down, you start kicking stones and you start getting distracted and all of a sudden you stop and go, hang on a minute, where are we going? And out comes the map again and you have to reset and you go, my goodness, we did walk a fair way off our line. And sometimes that's a little bit like life. We look at life and we go, that's where I want to get to. And we set our coordinates and we get it all right. But we start going in life and stuff happens. COVID comes along. Distractions happen. Relationships break down. The job changes. I get sick. And these things tend to distract us 
and can pull us off that direction, those coordinates that we're heading towards. And there's a chance that we discover that we're no longer heading towards the, the markers that we actually had set for ourselves. And so True North is really about stopping and getting the map out again and saying, hang on, are we off track? And where am I heading to? What am I heading to? And am I online to get there? And the question that we are asking is, what is your true north? What is that which you're heading towards? And if, depending on where you're at, maybe you are a person who knows Jesus, and I hope so, but if you don't, that's okay. But if that's the case, then maybe it's re-looking at that. If you're not, then maybe this might be something to consider. Who or what am I heading towards? Because who or what you are heading towards will determine how you live. Now, there's a guy called John. He was one of Jesus' mates, hung around with him. He wrote what we call the Gospel. And in the Gospel of John, it says this. And if you go to verse um, chapter 10, which we call chapter 10, verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So Jesus sets up these whole, there's about seven um, I am statements, which is kind of interesting because if you are a person that's read some of the Old Testament, you'll notice that Moses, when he was asked, God, who do I say you are? And he said, say, I am. So the I am is actually saying, I am is Jesus, but it's also a reflection of who God is. I am. And he says, the I am is a shepherd. Mm. Well, that's interesting. But if you look at the verse before that, he says this, which is probably a key for us when we look at life. And it says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose who is the good shepherd, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Here's the key. If your goal is to have a life that is rich and satisfying and fulfilling and purposeful, then maybe this shepherd, this person who says, I am, might be the one to look at and to follow. And that's what I want to do today is to say, what does that mean if Jesus was the shepherd. But to understand that, we've also got to understand that there is a thief that wants to take us off that. You haven't got to look far. And in my world, I see it all the time. The enemy, there is an enemy there who is stealing, who is taking people's life from them, the very life that God gave them. I mean, right now, there are marriages breaking down. Let me tell you the heartache that causes if you haven't been in that place or been attached to that. It's the heartache, the pain. Breakdown in family. There's life being taken just through sickness and things such as that where it distracts us and sometimes life is stealing the real life that God wants for us. But there's a crazy thing happening right now in COVID. And some of the reports are not good. You see, COVID is one thing, but 
I can tell you now, we have had a massive increase in deaths over the last um, 12 months in the area of accidental or intentional drug overdoses in our, in our country, Australia, the lucky country. I looked at some stats and some figures, and it's been suggested that just in our country areas, there's been nearly a 16% increase. In the city, we're looking at about a 4 or 5% increase in a little while, where lives are, people are just getting off track and, and accidentally or purposely getting involved in substances that are, end up stealing the very direction of life they could go. Here's a, a sad thing about that is over 40% of those are aged over 40. So this isn't just young people. And then you go further. There's a, a link, and it's been a big um, increase in the link of the use of polydrug, which basically is four or more drugs, which means there's 123% of people mixing. And you go, what? hang on, why do we do that? What has taken me off track where I end up losing life? You've got to go further. I mean, men in our, in our community are struggling at the moment from the reports that I'm reading um, from some of the stats. We're finding that suicides are massively increasing. Two weeks ago, I heard that we've had the more in one day than ever before. And so I go, what is happening with this direction of life? And I do believe that there is things, of, there's an enemy that is out to rob and to steal and to take. So how can I stop this attraction, this robbing and stealing? You see, what happened in those days is the shepherd, when this Jesus wrote this, the shepherds would bring their sheep into town and outside there was this, like a, um, an area that was surrounded by usually bushes or fences, but usually bushes or little walls that they would put up, sometimes just rock walls even. And uh, there was a gate, an opening at the front, and the shepherds would bring their sheep in and they would pour them into this enclosure for the purpose that a, that a gatekeeper would look after them overnight. So he would lie there by the gate, but others would want to come in and they would climb over the gate, over the fence, and steal the sheep out. And I sense that tends to happen in our society today. So if there is a good shepherd who says, I want to be the good shepherd that's going to look after you and to keep you in that safe place, then we also got to understand that there's a whole bunch of sheep. He's actually calling you and me sheep. Now, I've helped my son on the farm, and I've had to help round the sheep up. I've discovered something about sheep. They're crazy. I mean, I was actually helping in the shearing shed, trying to put the sheep in, and here I was marking them, saying these are the ones, and just to try and hold them. I mean, I had my leg got crushed, and the sheep is probably not a, a, a great thing to be called. Because you have, see, sheep have a tendency just to want to wander. And they do. They just wander. They're just following their noses wherever the grass is. The gates open, they'll wander out. And here's the sad thing. If they wander, they don't actually know their way home. They're not like any other animal. And they will tend to simply just, if there's no food and no water, they will just die. They won't learn to adapt. They have a tendency to wander. Isaiah said this, uh, uh, 
a prophet, a man back in the, um, the Old Testament, Isaiah 53, 6 says, All of us are like sheep. We have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. In other words, yes, we are all like sheep and we have a tendency to wander away from the pathway that's been set for you and I to have this full life that God designed you and I to have. And so we're a tendency for all of us just to wander, to, to not necessarily have a focus. And yet the shepherd is saying to us, I, I'm there for you. Sheep have a tendency just to follow each other. I don't know if you've ever tried to, to chase sheep, but they do just tend to go and if one takes off, they all follow. And that's a little bit like mankind too, isn't it? We have a tendency in society to follow the local, the, the current trends or the current um, clothing style. The, we, 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 we tend to follow what's actually happening now. Or the other thing that you find about sheep is, especially if you, like me, have enjoyed watching Clarkson's Farm and, Gray, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson, who uh, has his... Uh, his own paddock and he's trying to round the sheep up and he ends up getting this drone. He has this idea, if I get a drone and actually have a dog's voice barking on it, I could round my sheep up by using a drone. It worked once. But the idea is that just the noise and the barking would scare the sheep and would actually push them forward. Sheep are scary. They, 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 anything will frighten them. You walk amongst them, they will take off. And there's a fear and there's a, sometimes we're, we're so fearful of everything in this world, it just it takes us off track. number of people I know stay up at night worried about things, worried about what's going to happen next, worrying about things that aren't even going to happen, and there's no reason they're going to happen. Fear has the, the potential to take us off track in life. The other thing is that sheep have no defences. They've got no, they've got nothing to protect them with. They don't have a sting. They have very little teeth, um, and there's no defences. And sometimes, as human beings, we don't have a lot of defence against the works of a powerful force called the devil or our enemy or the thief, as it's described. See. I look at sheep and I think that's why Jesus called us sheep. He said, you have a tendency to wander. You've got no protection. Um, you, you, we're bound by fear too often, worried about things. There's a, a great story I found. It's a great story. If you're a chess player, you would know it. By a, it's a guy called Paul Murphy who was a champion chess player back in the 19th century. And no one could. He was really smart. He was actually called, it was sad because he actually finished his chess playing too early. People felt he should keep going. Well, one day a friend of his took him to go and see a painting that had just been painted. It was a painting of Satan playing chess with a young man. And the, the challenge was in the story of this painting that if, the, if Satan could get this young guy checkmate that he couldn't move, then he would have to give up his soul. And there's the picture there of the devil one side and the little boy on the other side, or the young man on the other side, and his checkmate. 
He can't move. And you see the sadness and the hopelessness in the face of this young fella. Well, Paul Murphy, uh, Murphy saw this picture and he looked at it. And he obviously knew more about chess than the painter. Because he said, give me a chessboard. And he went and got a chessboard and Paul got the, the figures in the same place that was on the picture. And he said, I will take the next move for this young guy, for this young man. And he took the next move and he was able to get him out of checkmate. And you see, here's a story here that, that sometimes we look at our situation and think, oh, it's hopeless and, and I can't get out of it. And yet there's a God, there's a saviour, there's Jesus, there's our shepherd who actually knows how to get us out of that checkmate. And I know I've felt like I've hit that brick wall. I can't get out. That's it. And yet there's a God who knows more about the game than you and I do. And he comes and he says, oh, I can move that. So I want to have a look at if this is the person who can actually give us and set us on that direction. If Jesus is truly the shepherd who looks after us and he says that he, he wants to lead us into a fullness of life and to set our life on a direction. We should find out a little bit about the shepherd. And the best place to look for that is actually in Psalm 23. Because Psalm 23, I know you've probably heard it, all of us have heard it, read it, funerals and um, sometimes even weddings actually. But it starts off with, the Lord is my shepherd. That's a good place to start. So this psalm is obviously going to tell us what a shepherd does. And this was written by a shepherd himself, David, who was a shepherd. So when he describes God as the shepherd, he knows what he's talking about. He knows the analogy and how it all fits in, which is why when Jesus says he is the shepherd, we can relate it to this psalm. And it starts off by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. First thing I find out about this shepherd is he gives you what you need. Philippians 4, another writing, a letter written back in the, in the New Testament. It's a great saying that I hold dear to my heart. It's a quote that says, my God shall supply all your needs. Here's the shepherd if we make him our true north, says, there's nothing you need that I can't give you. Not what you want, but what you need. He is the provider. He's called Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He actually is your provider. So when we worry about what I have a God, here's the shepherd that says, I'll give you everything you need. Then he goes on, he says, he, leads me, he lets me rest in green meadows. Sometimes life can just be on, go, 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 yet he lets us. He actually brings us to a place of rest in the meadows, a place where we can be fed. He leads me beside peaceful streams. You see, this shepherd takes us and he knows when we need to find a place of peace. He renews my strength, ready for the next challenge that's ahead of me. And he guides me 
along the right path, bringing honour to his name. So the other thing I find about this shepherd is he gives me guidance. I can go to him and I can get guidance. If I wait upon him and make him my true north, he will tell me where the next track is. And where to go. And I know that in my own personal life he's done that. And I've seen it in others. And I know I can trust him to actually set the course of my life. But how do I find that? How do I hear that? How, how do I hear that voice? Because it says also in John 10, it says, My sheep know my voice. Now, to understand that, you've got to go back to not the way we round up sheep with dogs and we chase them. They used to lead their sheep. The sheep would actually learn the voice and the sound of their shepherd. So when the shepherd comes after a good night's sleep to come and collect his lambs from the enclosure outside of town, the gatekeeper would let them, the shepherd go in and the shepherd would call or whistle or give his call out to his sheep. The sheep knew the voice of their shepherd and they would come out. It's amazing. I've actually seen this happen at our place down in Esperance where one of our young students got to know the, the, the lamb and, and he would call and this lamb actually come because they had relationship with them. You see, it's something about knowing the voice of God. So how do I know the voice of God, Steve? Well, this is what you do. You spend time. You read his word. You, you spend time with him. You take time out just to learn to listen. Because the more you turn your ear to God, the more you'll understand his voice when he speaks. And the more you'll know, you know, I... I just know this is the right thing because I felt this prompting before. It's about practice. It's about relationship. It's about driving into and getting close to that shepherd who calls us out. He wants to talk to you and he wants to lead you and he wants to beckon you, but you've got to learn to listen to his voice. But as it goes on, it says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. This shepherd, this true north shepherd that says, would you come and I'll, I'll lead you into life. He says that even when you go through the darkest places, I'm going to be there. It's true. Sometimes when people say to us, well, I don't feel God's there. That's sometimes when he's the closest. You see, he takes us through those dark times of our lives, those hard times. He never leaves us. You may not feel him, but he's there with you, even as you walk through the valleys. You see, we have to walk through the valley to get to the victories. You can't get a victory without a battle. We need to come down off the mountaintops where we can see everything, sometimes into the valley, and that God is as close there as he is up on the mountains. And he says, I'm going to walk with you. If you're walking through a dark time right now, let me tell you, here is the confidence you can have. God's with you. 
He's got your back. He knows what's going on. He is not far away. This mighty, powerful God is right there, even in the darkest places, in those valleys where we can't see. He's there. The next thing I notice here, if you keep on going, he says, this David says in this psalm, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. That's a powerful thing, to anoint someone's head with oil. That means you set them apart. You identify with them. It says, my cup overflows with blessing. This shepherd wants to overflow us with his blessing. Does that mean that life's always good? No, but his blessings endure forever. And it says, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You see, this shepherd is a shepherd who's not going to let you go. He's pursuing you. Even now, God, as a shepherd, is looking out for you. Jesus tells this great story one day when he's with his disciples and a few others, and he tells a story about this good shepherd who would leave the 99 to go and find the one who was lost. He actually will leave them safe and go and check out the one. He won't say, well, I've got 99, that's good enough. No, he will go and look for the one that's lost. And he is out looking for the ones. And maybe you're feeling like that one. Maybe you're feeling right now that, that God is, I'm not sure where he is, but let me tell you, he's pursuing you. He wants to be your shepherd and he's coming looking for you. Psalm 23, 6 says, he will follow me all the days of my life. That's the shepherd that we are saying and we want to introduce you to. Because if we are like sheep, and I do believe we are like sheep, who tend to wander, who tend to be at risk in life, and who could lose their track and not get the fullness of life that you and I were designed for, a shepherd comes in. His name is Jesus. And he says, let me take you because I will give you all you need. I will guide you. He will protect us. He will walk through us in the dark times. But also, the promise is he will never stop pursuing you. Jesus Christ, who was the son of the living God, it says right there in the beginning of that same book called John, it says that he came to earth for God so loved the world that he gave his only son because he's pursuing you and he wants to walk with you. He wants to guide you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to, to walk through the tough times and also the high times. That's the shepherd that he wants to be with you right now. And if you have never actually stepped into that place, I, I encourage you, seek out the shepherd, the good shepherd, who wants to give you the life that he's promised right at the beginning of creation. He wants to give it to you. And if that's you, you make sure you get onto line, you, you follow um, through on, the, on our app, check us out. Please make sure 
that you contact us because we'd love to introduce you. If you've been a believer for a while and, and you're going, you know what? I have got off track. I have sort of lost that, that passion and that excitement. I have gone off a little bit off my true north and I invite you today, come back. Come back and say, Jesus, would you be my shepherd? I want to hear your voice. I want you to guide me and I trust you with my life. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.